Hello everyone, this is Mark with Speak Brave Podcast coming to you from the sunny southern hemisphere of United States with all the love and greetings and blessings that spring comes. This episode has been recorded in May. So I hope this this session reaches you reaches you in good spirits with hope and also with affirmation. Because today we will talk about what does it take to become a success in your chosen field. Specifically, we're going to talk about business and think about obstacles and things that hold you back from realizing your full potential as a business person. What does it take to become a successful business owner? And here with me is John. Hello, everybody. Good to be with you today. And Mark, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. I hope, how was your weekend? It was a great weekend, actually. Yes, what did you Mm -hmm. do? Tell us briefly. Briefly? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. There's no such thing. There was an activity on Saturday, which I can't be brief about. I'll just simply say that I was involved in a wedding, not as a part of the bridal party, but I was involved in helping it to run smoothly. I'm not a wedding planner per se, but there is this young couple who are in their early 20s, aspiring young people, great futures together, and they sing in the choir with us, Mm -hmm. and they had their wedding on Saturday at our church. And I was given the honor at their request to help handle all of the announcements as a master of ceremonies to welcome the guests, to welcome the bridal party, to lead as the couple came down and cut the cake, also to be up there when folks were offering toast to make sure a microphone was handed to everybody. Mm -hmm. The principal thing, as I found moving forward, was that it took a tremendous amount of pressure off of the parents of these two beautiful kids yeah. and allowed them to enjoy the wedding while yes. the church family, and mm-hmm. I was part of the church family, did all of the behind the scenes stuff right. to make things right. flow smoothly. It was a joy. And then was- Sunday, a wonderful service at our church, yeah. good music. And then my wife and I had to take care of a little small matter. Ladies and gentlemen, it's hot in the sunshine state is, of Florida. The humidity is, is starting to climb. This it is, is May, and we might as well call it the first full month of summer. It's it's going to be a hot summer. I, our, it's it's going to be a hot summer. It's going to be hot in terms of um, success that we're going to achieve. Oh, yes. It's going yes. to be, go. be a hot summer in terms of spiritual journey that we're going to be on and continuing because... John, I just want to share this with you. Um, you know Facebook. You have a Facebook account. I do mm-hmm. as well. Sometimes. Several, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, Facebook has this feature where it brings up when you first log in in the morning or whenever you first log in for the day, it shows you, okay, this is your memory from a year ago. This is your memory from several years ago. This is your memory from five years ago. A couple of days ago, my memory, do you know what I'm talking about? I do. I see them all the time. Yeah, yeah. That feature came up to me when I logged in and said, this is your memory from one year ago. And it was a poster saying, life is a journey, not a business plan. Life is a journey, not a business plan. And I realized that more and more, it's good to have a business plan, mm-hmm. but it's not enough. So, John, let's get started right into the topic. Are you excited? I'm ready to okay. journey with you on a very, very interesting topic, too. Success, <laughs> success, success. I just go with it. Um, what it, There's... There's the sense that a lot of people are not happy where they are mm-hmm. for whatever reason. You know, maybe you're not making enough money or maybe you're not achieving. Uh, maybe you're you're so busy and you don't have time to spend with people you love or maybe your health is not up to par or maybe you just 
not satisfied with life. The, 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 can you relate? I can relate personally because I've been there at that point in my life. And yeah. also, I really do get the sense that a greater majority of American people who are functional and capable mm-hmm. and are gifted are not fulfilling their destiny. Yes. And so they're not happy at the stage that they are in their life. Yeah. However, you and I also know there are people who are quite happy with mm-hmm. their life yeah. because they are doing what they do best. It's so, just that I so, think they're the exception and not the rule. So do you think the definition of success is to do what you love every day? I think it and, is. And, and, and if you get... get rewarded handsomely for that that's even, that, better. That's even better right so mm-hmm. the definition of success is to do what you like every day and to reward it handsomely that's mm-hmm. one definition of success right i there's, agree there's I many it's a good one there but there you're right there are many and as you have said that many americans are struggling struggling maybe in the jobs they don't like or mm-hmm. the careers that they don't um, necessarily appreciate but do you get a sense that there has been this undercurrent this this notion that if you don't like something especially in this age of connected economy in this age of gig hustle economy that you can leave your job and try to replace your income with doing something you love Mm -hmm. but also a lot of people are afraid to take that step because they think okay what if it's not going to work out what about my health insurance what about my mortgage what about my family how am i going to support them and a lot of people are continuing in the job they don't like because of what fear Fear would be the single biggest word. Also, and also, knowledge. Too, let's remember that uh, naysayers. Naysayers. Oh, naysayers. Oh, naysayers. I mean, it, they could come from anywhere. But lack of knowledge is important because, you lack see, the lack of knowledge <clears throat> makes us think that we don't possess the capacity to do this. <clears throat> we don't have the education. We don't yeah. have the equipment. Yeah. We don't yeah. have the personal tools. Yeah. And really, I think that's selling yourself short. Yes. What I want to highlight um, in this discussion is, let's, <clears throat> th- let's talk about example that I personally lived through. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a man in late 30s, and I have recently decided to make a shift in a career, uh, pivot, go from steady career in a job to becoming a full-time entrepreneur. And I discovered that one of my gifts that I have was the gift of speaking. And speaking when it relates to being clear in my communication to inspire and move people to action. And I discovered that gift while serving in church as a youth pastor. And I realized that my words, my actions, specifically the words that I shared with the audience, can move people to tears even. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine, John? Yes, I can. And I don't know, maybe that's just the music, maybe just the being in a place of worship, maybe it's something else. But I discovered that my words have a lot of weight. And I said, okay, why don't I explore this a little further? Then I joined Toastmasters and started create alliances and groups where we can learn how to get paid for your speaking. Yes. And I'm sure a lot of people would dream to be a professional, highly highly efficient, highly in-demand paid speaker. Wouldn't that be a dream job? It is a dream job, yeah. but it's also something that's achievable. That's something that's achievable. And because this is a new territory for me, I felt that my message was not strong enough. Hmm. Or I felt that it was inadequate or there was not a lot of value. And let's be real. I thought that nobody would would want to hear me or even pay for this message. And I think that is the block that Mm -hmm. stops you from realizing your dream. Can you relate to that, John? I can because we tend to sell ourselves short. Yeah. The reason another block that have uh, held me back is that in my previous careers as a salesperson, there was always a tangible exchange of goods services for example 
in a construction business. Um, a customer comes in, they want to do a remodeling mm-hmm. or construction on their new home. And there was a tangible, definitive, practical definition from, okay, on January 1st, we start with nothing. By May 1st, bathroom, new floor, new house, new residence. And we can touch, feel, see the difference. Mm-hmm. I can understand that, right? It's tangible. Tangible. It's now, physical. Now, you in this business, this business of expert, expert space, this information, that expertise, that wisdom, I could hardly put my finger on or get a sense. How can someone pay me for my information? For information that I didn't go to school to learn what I know now about mm-hmm. communication and man- and uh, marketing. I did but- not. I did not spend money. I did not... Um, get a certificate on my wall. No, but you did go to the school of hard knocks. <laughs> okay. You have the, oh, the school of life. The, sc- the school of hard knocks. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is, I mean, who's the dean of that school? Tell me. Where's it located? I want to know. What is the tuition per year? I want to know. What, what, does, does it have a football team? Probably not. <laughs> okay. Probably Lacrosse not. team? Might swimming a, team? I don't know. have a chess it? team. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the school of hard knocks. And... If I'm the only one struggling with this, please reply back to me, write to me on Twitter and Facebook or LinkedIn. Or just tell me in the conversation that do you struggle um, putting value on your knowledge, putting monetary value on your mm-hmm. expertise, what do you bring to the table? Or is it just me, Mark? And, and for me, making the shift that somebody would willing to pay me $500 hours. for a keynote or breakout session or for coaching. I can say those things on an intellectual level, but it's hard for me to feel it, to feel it and make it and speak with such conviction that it becomes reality. And I have realized just a couple days ago, I went to this um, marketing event, which was put together and created by a business coach. Her name is Susie Evans. Mm -hmm. She's from South Carolina, I believe. And she'd been in this business for eight years in this field. And I'm sure she started small and one-on-one coaching, group coaching. But this event was a major production. It has band playing. It had uh, improved comedy um, characters coming in. It had speakers. It had uh, knowledge workers. I mean, subject matter experts filled throughout three days. I mean, this was a big hoopla. <laughs> Where did it take place at? Uh, Orlando International Airport. That's neat. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was nice, and I'm and I'm sharing this information with you, mm-hmm. uh, and I want to share this with the listeners. And her name was Susie Evans. Suzanne. Suzanne Evans. Yeah. She has her. Own, she has a presence on mm-hmm. stage, and she is. She has a, accumulated knowledge that she created in a way that is organized, mm-hmm. credible, and she is. She teaches her students and everyone who comes in contact with her to ask. If you don't ask. For the sale, you will never get it. And I know this, and I know this intangible. I could, okay, for example, like insurance services, right? You or, have to ask for the That's sale. tangible. Yeah, Is that tangible? tangible? That's protection, right? Yes. But information space, expert space, it's not tangible. It's it's words. It's it's how can you create? How can you put value on this and make and not make? I'm sorry. Inspire, move people to action, to want to be part of your movement. She talks about creating a movement. She's not talking about creating a system. She's talking about creating a movement. Movement that you, only you, can spark. Not necessarily you're going to oversee everything, but you create a movement, give it wings, bless it, and let it be. And be part of it. Intellectual property. Yes, intellectual property. So 
ask for the sale and I've seen all these attendees that are some some somehow reluctant to mm-hmm. believe her message on the first day. On the third day, I saw them invest in her business school training, so-called business school training that at a ticket price of fifteen thousand dollars per mm. year who are making that step and then justifying it to me in a conversation in the hallway that this is it. I want this as a solution. I want to be part of this community. So the genius of Susan Evans is not necessarily that this is a better product that Tony Robbins has or Brendan Bouchard or anybody else or Paul or Jeff Walker, but rather it's a sense of community that she's building. She's bringing together entrepreneurs who are struggling who are stuck or maybe they're making some money but not where they want to be and they're looking for the community of people for the support and she creates that for one year and then once the year is over you can still contact and be in touch with this network so maybe it's not the knowledge but rather than you buying into the club of being part of this like-minded individuals but for me it was a mind shift uh, think in thinking because if you're listening to this right now and you're struggling let's say you're a coach or um, instructor or therapist of any kind or any kind of field that you can think about how do you put value on your products mm-hmm. how can you charge with confidence thinking this is what I'm worth and I'm gonna ask you for it and you're gonna love it and I'm gonna and I'm gonna work with you and this is my price she also some of the questions that she took from the audience is some uh, business business owner said okay I'm working on creating a membership site I'm gonna charge $37 a month my list of my database is not that big, but hopefully I'm, I can convert some people to buy from me on a monthly basis. So uh, Suzanne Evans said, okay, so your database site, your list size is 5,000 people. Okay, let's say. Okay, so let's say how many of them are going to open up your email that you're going to send about this new membership launch site? Maybe, I don't know, 10%? You could hope people? for 20, but 10% is a realistic number. Okay, so, so let's say it was 20. So, how, so that's 1,500 people. 1,000. Oh, 10% is 1,000 people. Yeah, 20. Okay, so yeah, 1,000 people. So they open it up. How many people actually show up for your pitch, for your seminar from that 1,000? Probably 2%. 2%. So that's how, much, that's how many? 20 people? Mm-hmm. Okay. How many people will buy out of 20? Probably 2%. 2%. So that's how many? That's basically one or two people. One or two people. Okay. You're doing all this work. You're doing all this seminar. And you and you kind of be hiding behind the scenes, right? Because you're trying to outsource it to the technology. You're trying to put, you, you create this depository of knowledge that you have locked away with the gate, which is, you know, fee mm-hmm. entry. And only one or two people will buy with the list of 5,000 that you have created and you waited and assembled and nurtured for so long, is that any way to make a sustainable business? Not really. It's a start. It I mean, is a start, a start. But, but if that's all it's ever going to be, yeah. that's, that's not going to take you to where you need to go. Her, the brilliance thought that I, and I'm sure she got this from someone, or maybe she in, in, invested that in her own thinking and her own meditation, is that membership size is fine. In courses are fine, but what about just one-on-one coaching or group coaching or one-on-one consulting or one-on-one training? Because that is real money in the bank. People like you. They like your style. They like your vibe. 
They want to work with you. They have the money. You have the system. You have wrought up the system, your knowledge, and you work with them one-on-one. If you can get yourself off the high horse or stop hiding behind the technology and say, this is what I am. This is my life's work. This is my purpose. This is my wisdom. This is my system. This is how much I charge. And you create it in packages. You don't just say one and done. You say three months commitment, involvement, investment, six months, 12 months commitment, and you create it in a way that it makes sense. John, does it make sense? It does, especially in light of some of the things I've seen over the recent years with the emergence of technology and everybody thinking this is it's the not go-to an element, but yeah. it's not an answer. It's, it's a supplement for, for a big way. It's, it's as you grow and your list becomes 100,000, 200,000, 1 million subscribers, you can make a serious mint, serious dent. But right now, it's two people talking. Right. You and I sitting at this table. I'm transferring my knowledge to your psyche, to your understanding, to, to your perspective of life. And hopefully you can pick up some things, find some clarity, and help you get to your goals faster. That's what it is. And we as professional speakers, we have a responsibility. Responsibility to be compensated for our time mm-hmm. when we go on stages. and But also to have this other source of income and everyone who's listening who's struggling find a way that you can create a tangible product a tangible catalog of your knowledge write it out create a system that is your tangible it's like for me selling kitchen granite countertops i can see that can real i can feel the production installation it's the same thing create a tangible product believe in it live in it and create any kind of methods of Distribute it. If you have to go to your local library, have a booth, and talk about your product, do that. Go to a flea market. Go to the Chamber of Commerce. Go to Rory Clubs, Kivani's Clubs, Toastmasters Conference, and many other conferences that will accept you to come. Who exactly. pay for your lunch, exactly. for your parking, for your gas, and maybe a little bit for you to speak. But as long as you provide value in a way that is systematic, and you put a price on your intangible knowledge, you can move your way forward to building wealth. Because if you don't try this, you can you always be stuck where you are. Make a leap. Ask for the sale. I know about asking for the sale, John. I, 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 sales is, is part in my blood, which I never thought I did. But I was forced to become commission-based salesperson. My salary was removed. It was all commission. Mm-hmm. And that's where you learn to sell. This I've is the same thing. So positions. push your way out. Out of the trap that you built, that you built for yourself, yes. thinking that nobody cares about my life experience, nobody cares about my stories, nobody cares about they do. We have this podcast. We talk about our stories all the time. Some of them are amusing, some of them are downright disturbing, but we talk about this. Yes. What I'm trying to tell you is get out of the trap that you made for yourself. There is Push something. through, make first step. Oh. Charge it up and go. Tell me, John, what are your thoughts about this and how, this information that we're discussing? Well, first of all, I want to go back to the principal thing about this connectivity. When you bring two people together, or let's say even, let's, let's take it this way. Now, there's a difference between an auditorium of people. Yes. Where you have 500, 1,000, 5,000 people watching and listening. And on your platform, you've got your visual aids. You've got your PowerPoints. You've got your... Brief promotionals about the very various products that you sell, the services you sell. 
But at the end of the day, you're the star of the show. You're holding the floor. You're the one that has to keep the attention of the audience. You have to keep them captivated because the success with doing that will determine whether or not they want to approach your product table at the end of the conference or at the end of the first morning session. Approach you. Well, approaching you is the part, though, that I think is sometimes a forgotten element. I've gone to conferences and heard great speakers, but I never got to actually engage that speaker personally. That's, That's a negative, and here's why I say it's a negative. Granted, I know that they cannot possibly talk to everybody because they're on a schedule, they're on a timetable, and their time is money just like your time is money. But think about this for just a second, and I've seen this often happen, if I could use it in this sense, in churches. You have some incredibly great churches which have a vast viewership, and the whole success of that particular megachurch is predicated upon a personality who knows how to give a compelling message. And so it is message-oriented. You want to hear the message, and you want to see the messenger as someone that you enjoy watching and listening to. You'd like to be able to meet the messenger, but that's difficult because he's one person or she's one person, and the audience is not just the auditorium, which has four or 5,000 people in it, but it's the audience that's watching across television on the Internet and watching on cable and satellite TV or watching on local television stations that have picked up the broadcast. Here's the thing. I saw this even in churches that didn't have that kind of exposure as far as the technology industry, where the pastor came in and his job was to preach. Mm -hmm. But as far as connectivity to the message, to a better life, to finding small groups and to being engaged in activities of development and growth and discipleship and personal life building and coaching and counseling and mentoring, that was done by other individuals who served as support staff. These were the people that would pray with you or would give you booklets or would set you up with a small group and you'd go through guided training. But you didn't get the opportunity to shake the hand of the speaker. You didn't get the opportunity to have a one-on-one with the speaker. Here's the question that a person out there is going to ask. If you are as good as you can be, and I do believe that anybody could do this, I truly do, where do you draw the line on the separation that occurs sometimes, the detachment that occurs because you've gotten so large that you can't easily connect one-on-one with everybody in a physical sense. Hmm. So if I understand this question correctly, John, as an expert in your field, somebody who has good message, good information, life-changing information, or value-adding information. You grow bigger and bigger, you scale. You scale your business, you scale your persona, you scale your knowledge and your information. And it becomes a point when you cannot be no longer accessible, or you can no longer be accessible one by one. Few things come to mind, John. As a business person, you have to make a decision. Uh, Your time is valuable. And you have spent all this time to be accessible. One of the things you can do, raise the price of your time, your training. So if you feel that some people who can't afford and you have that product and you can dedicate to them, you raise the price in a way that is a stretch, but also a commitment. Does that make sense? Now, 
and you charge, I don't know, $100,000 a year, $50,000 a year to, to have your confidence, to have your attention, to have... What about people who cannot afford that? What do you do then? I think one of the things you can do is make a commitment. You can do a podcast like this. You can ask people, okay, let's subscribe, and you can bring content and value that people continue to work with you. You can bring video into their mailbox, excuse me, email box, video, podcast, write. And if you don't have time to write or you cannot write, ask, some, ask someone to write in your voice. So you speak to your audiences and you come to your fan base on a consistent weekly or monthly schedule and you talk to them, somebody who cannot afford. Because you know that your success was built on the trust that they have placed in you one visit, one hour, one payment at a time. And they have built you because they trusted you and you answered their problems because you spoke to them directly. Because I feel that anyone who achieves any measure of success figured out their ideal customer or their ideal follower and speaks to that person. It doesn't have to be a man, woman, or in this uh, socioeconomic status, mm -hmm. but somebody who have figured out your fears, somebody who had figured out your frustrations and speaks to that in a way that that resonates with you. And if you can scale that, whatever is you comfortable, whatever your business skill is, you talk to your tribe. Because, for example, I follow Seth Godin. Some things he says don't resonate with me. Some do. And I know his voice. And I also follow Nick Morgan. Mm -hmm. And Tony Robbins. He speaks to me. Yes. He speaks to me in a way that I understand. So you create a way that you continue. And I think it also comes in a way that are you true to who you are? Are you congruent the way you live your life? Or conduct business or conduct yourself with relationship and business? Are you congruent? And people will respond to that. And then for people who cannot afford your personal time and investment, you find a way to reach them in a medium that they can consume on a consistent basis at no charge, like a podcast. But there's other people who want your undivided attention, mm -hmm. and that's when you raise your prices. Now, of course, I jumped way out. That's something that I think all of us in this communications industry would like to be able to come to, a point where we have become so large, so noticed, yeah. so recognizable, so much synonymous with a particular type of messaging that we now have a following which... Yeah. It's very difficult to manage, and you need to have substructures to be able to track it, follow it, and know what to do, and you have right. to create right, a right. dynamic. But let's back it up for just a second. Individual like myself, for example, or maybe someone similar to me, they have this desire. They believe they can. They want to, but they're just quite not sure where to begin this process of entrepreneurship on a self-motivated basis with a messaging that requires them to use their gifts, their body language, their personality, to also seek to enhance and become more specialized to find that, as we call it, that niche. Mm -hmm. you, you have to have a super niche. If a person was sitting here listening to us today, for them it is just conceptual. Mm -hmm. They haven't made the commitment like you and I have made. What's the first step? Yeah, what's the first step? I would say the very first step 
make a decision. Make a decision, commit to it. Life is short. When I say life is short, I'm not meaning in a trivial weather. Excuse me, weather. <laughs> in a trivial way. Life is precious. Not short. It is precious. Every minute you have is precious. We all have the same amount of time. We don't have the same intellectual ability, same resources, or the same background. But we do have time. And one of the things that we can do as individuals, decide to make a change. And very next thing you can do is reach out for mentors. Because... That was my next question. Reach out for mentors. Because mentors will help you sometimes at no charge at all. Because you provide value to them. You may solve a problem. You may do something for them. And they will mentor you. Because what this Suzanne Evans coaching is, and many, many, many others that I have seen in this field, uh, Lisa Sasevich, uh, Brendan Bouchard, and Jeff Walker, everyone is an expert, but they charge for their mastermind. They charge mm -hmm. for their community. Sometimes they charge 15000 which is, I think, is a low price, believe it or not. It, even though I believe it's overpriced, what she offers, it's a low price. There's $50,000, $70,000, dollars What you buying into is the knowledge, expertise of the network. Right. One way to circumvent that, not circumvent, but break the mold, break the pattern, is reach out to the mentors directly. You follow them, you read their book, you read their blog, you see where they're missing, and you reach out to them in a way that works for you. Write them a letter. Come to their house. <laughs> Give them a phone call. Or send them a package of, you know, like whatever, like your gift or something. Say, I would like for you to mentor me. Uh, I'd like it to be a lifelong mentorship, but maybe in your time and something that I can do for you, this is what I'm working on. This is my idea. This is my business proposal. And I want you to mentor me. Because that way, if somebody takes an interest in investment in you, you will catapult your business, your thinking, your business impact to the next level. Mentorship is what these people over this weekend were buying into life uh, year-long $15,000 price ticket. But you and I, we know that businesses have been built in the last centuries, last five centuries, last mm -hmm. century. Yeah. By how? Not because you know they were buying into these clubs, but people somehow were able to say, okay, look, I, I'm self-aware. I have the self-assessment. This is my strength this is my gifts this is my idea this is my enthusiasm this is my energy this is where i want to go you cannot get there alone let me reach out to this mentor here and this th we have stories about this in the united states all over can don't we yes we do so, Many that, of them. so that means whatever the obstacles you think you have they are not your obstacles. They are stories you tell yourself mm -hmm. and you write to the mentors and many mentor mentors will say no we don't have time and i don't know you i don't know where you come from i don't know who you are but some will yes and that one or two people who respond can make all the difference when we talk next yes i'd like to delve into the area of how to determine the type of coaching that you want to get as far as mentorship is concerned okay. yes and how one might for example look for something like that let's do that this is exciting. This is, has been an exciting discussion, John. I hope you um, got value. From I did. This. This, this, this is what we talk about. And but it's really like breaking the ice. Breaking the ice. And I hope this is helpful to everyone who listens, who is on the fence, thinking, I don't know if I can take this journey of business by myself, or maybe I want to um, continue with my job. Or if I'm going to take the plunge, what do I need? I need real practical tools. I need someone who can tell me in an honest way, analytical way. 
somebody who will point me in the right direction, not for their self-gain, but rather because they want to help me. Yes. And I feel that this episode is for everyone who is in that position. If you feel that you cannot do it or you're afraid, find resources, listen to this podcast, share with your friends, listen to the energy and, and follow us on our success journey. Let's build this community that we have been building with Speak Brave. Yes. Because Speak Brave is about getting better and have the courage to go after. I know it's so scary sometimes. It's so it scary to walk into the darkness, but you must. John, thank you for being my friend and thank you thank for you. being my um, executive producer. Subscribe to this podcast. Uh, share with your friends. Share it with everyone who needs to hear this message. I love to be part of this community and I cannot wait to see you next time. Don't forget to speak brave.